who among us doesn't enjoy a good mystery? And especially when solving it means that I get to bring out my competitive side, even if it's just me against the clock, I just can't wait to uncover all the secrets. So June's Journey is a game that is completely up my alley, and I think you'll love it too. In June's Journey, a hidden object mystery game, you play as June Parker, who's on a quest to solve her sister's murder and uncover her family's many secrets. Each chapter brings you deeper into the story, and it's set in the Roaring Twenties, so beyond uncovering clues, you get to experience the glitz and glamour of the time. June's Journey is definitely not a game I play mindlessly, which I love because I get genuinely invested, and a lot of it is a race against time, so there's a little fun added pressure of trying to find the clues as quickly as you can in each scene. There are also tons of ways to customize the island that you're on, learn more about the characters, and then new chapters are added weekly, so you really can't run out of things to explore. So if you think you're up to solve this case, download June's Journey for free today on iOS or Android, or play on PC through Facebook games. June needs your help, detective. Hey, it's Mae Whitman, and I play Frankie in the new Realm podcast, The Sisters. The Sisters is about a museum curator of medical oddities who investigates the origins of a mutated skeleton with two layers of bones. Soon, she uncovers an extraordinary mystery that connects her present with one family's tragic past in hauntingly dangerous ways. Listen to The Sisters wherever you get your podcasts. Beyond, 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 we haven't done that in like a while. <laughs> you did it. You did it. You sure did. Good job, everybody. Great work, everybody. You know uh, why we're excited, right? Because it's, I don't I don't know, because it's a weekday. It's I don't the know. 501st episode. That's true. Woo! What a road. Yes, Last yes, week yes. was insane. Now, 501. Yeah. Okay, let's just address this. Let's just get right into this. Uh, first, first things first. I'm Max Scoville. This is Brian Altano. Beyond. Jonathan Dornbush. Charmed, I'm sure. And Marty Sleva. <laughs> what? Now, if you're watching Beyond... Or listening to it or whatever. The point is, go to YouTube.com slash IGN Beyond and just go subscribe to that channel. We go in there. We go in the comments. We get in little fights. It's a grand time, and we'd love it if you join us there. Sometimes we put up funny videos, like the, the likes of which you've never seen. Anyway, let's get down to <laughs> housekeeping and business and what have you. This is episode 501. Yes. Mm. We had a huge, spectacular 500th episode last week that we didn't even record. It was so good. It was so yeah. great. Yeah. So, so full disclosure, usually on the hundreds, we do something big. 400, we had a house party here in San Francisco. Mm-hmm. Uh, 300, we did a live one in the office. Um, but just the timing of 500 was the literal worst because it fell right in between E3 and Comic-Con. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so instead of sort of cobble something together half-assed, uh, we are going to save 500 slash the 10th yeah. anniversary of Beyond uh, for early September at PAX yeah. in Seattle. PAX is a thing. It's a big video game convention. If you go to conventions, you should go to it. It's yeah. fun. It's a grand old time. And it's not just like, hey, book tickets to the most expensive city in America yep. to stay there. For one thing. So if you're, you're going to PAX, Seattle and you can have a or if you live in the Seattle area, yeah. we're going to do a non-PAX-related giant 
beyond 500 10th year anniversary party that Sweet. we are That's true. We also yeah. wanted to give you guys enough heads up time to get over there, get yeah. tickets. Yeah, come uh, on. If you live far, you can start walking or swimming now, and you'll get there sure. by then. Sure. Yeah, if we, if it's we, on the mighty Puget Sound, so yeah. you can Ooh. get there by schooner. Puget. Yeah. Um, no, if we were going to do it exactly on when the 500th episode should have been, which is last week, it was the 3rd of July, so that would have been bad for anybody trying to travel. There Very patriotic, a huge, I went to huge a wedding on the 3rd explosion. of July once. It's just the oh, worst. Don't yeah. do that. Yeah. yeah. Also, can we talk about weddings? No, it's a no. PlayStation podcast. What's wrong with you? Let's talk about Crash Bandicoot. <laughs> That's right. Uh, yeah. So yeah, we'll see you. We'll see you guys then in the yeah. in, in, in the fall. Keep, yeah, yeah. Jonathan, uh, yes. I heard on the internet that you reviewed Crash Bandicoot and you did it bad, and it wasn't. <laughs> yeah, good I don't know. Games you, are hard. Yeah, I don't know how to play them. But you I, gotta, only, you, I only beat all three of them. Yeah, and and you earned a hat. I did. I if you beat all three games, you win this hat. Starting ah, full disclosure, money hat, true hat. After Start, yeah, yes, after this. saying that it was a good game, you were given a really. Very they, flattering hat. They are totally separate. <laughs> they sent the you the hat before not, you reviewed it. It was and a it did not affect your score. That sent me the hat. I'm going to tell it you something lids. I've never yes. told anyone. That Crash Bandicoot hat actually looks good on you. Thank you. That's a weird sentence. I haven't worn a hat in about seven years, so I appreciate well, that. Yeah. yeah. Well, the last Crash game was probably seven, seven years. years ago. They say yeah. riding, <laughs> riding a bicycle is a lot like wearing a hat. hat. Sort of. Get right back on. Anyway, okay. so about you like Crash. Uh, yes, yeah, so I reviewed it. I uh, gave it an 8.5. You can read the full thing on IGN.com. Uh, I, yeah, I had a really great time with the trilogy as a whole. One is the one example that doesn't hold up as well, mm-hmm. uh, just because it was sort of... They were technically limited at the time, and Vicarious Visions, who did the remake for all three, didn't want to mess with what was there. So you still get sort of it is harder... The uh, moveset is limited, uh, to what he can do, the jumps are obviously more difficult. Um, but two and three for me really held up. I yeah. think that's um, important to take note of because we sort of always delve in that weird area between should something be fully remade, should something be uh, ported in you know completely with integrity. Yeah. Um, we talked recently about Shadow, the Shadow of the Colossus, right. yeah. yeah, and avoiding the sort of like George Lucas syndrome of like adding too much, taking away too much, kind of yeah. missing the magic of it. Uh, so I think it's it, Crash Bandicoot falls in a weird. Well, he falls in a lot of pits, but he falls in a weird, <laughs> yeah. interesting time in terms of like 3D mascot platforming games. Yes, because sure. the first one doesn't technically feel like a 3D game. No, it's I mean, very it much is, a, right? it is, but it's very much the linear. Yes. instead of side to side, it is front to back. Mm-hmm. So yeah. you're going forward or towards the screen. It's not uh, even like a sort of like a Gex or a Mario 64 or even like a Bubsy 3D or anything yeah, like Banjo. All those sort of mascot platformers that you know, aside from Gex, we've seen come back. Yeah. In some shape or form. I don't know how Bubsy got another life, but I guess cats have several of those. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Uh, so yeah, this is like, a, it's a weird game to sort of bring back now, right? Yeah, so I honestly think one was probably included for the nostalgia purpose of it and because it'd be weird to have say, hey, Crash is back, but we forgot where he actually right. started. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, like, it's understandable. And the thing about the remake to me is that they did a great job of visually and uh, the audio-wise mm-hmm. updating everything. Like, mm-hmm. It feels great. Like, it looks beautiful. Yeah. The soundtrack, it's not the same soundtrack, so I know some people have misgivings about it. I think it sounds great. Mm-hmm. Do we know um, what happened with that? I think they, they wanted to just modernize it and make it an HD soundtrack. So they re-recorded things, okay. and so they took some liberties with, I think, the instruments used, sort of the instrumentation, like mm. the actual... Because it wasn't uh, like a Vicarious Visions Tony Hawk thing where like everything was tied up in licensed music or anything. Yeah, right? no, there, it was all in a It wasn't like a Crash Bandicoot, Del the Funky Homo Saint. Yeah, so Crash opened with him <laughs> sliding through the jungle to Ace of Spades. They yeah, couldn't yeah. use that, <laughs> yeah, it was so tough. it yeah. never sounds like a good game. Yeah, I'd play that game. Uh, no, what's interesting, though, yeah. is I interviewed these guys at E3 about it, and yeah. this isn't just... 
I think they were calling it like a remaster plus, and people were like, it's not a remaster. You rebuilt it from the ground up. Be, yeah. Like, be honest with yourself. They pretty much, they took Naughty Dog's original sort of geometry. Yeah, they had the wireframes. I spoke yeah. to them as well before E3. And yeah. then everything else, they just, they redid it. Yeah. You know? mm-hmm. They completely rebuilt it. And I think there's something special, and you see this with, um, what is it, Bluepoint, who's doing Shadow of the Colossus? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and I mean, Vicarious Visions has done, they've done modern crash games. Yeah. Like, they've made a bunch for like Game Boy Advance and, and 3, 3DS and all that, or yeah. whatever the hell it was. Uh, so they have obviously experience with the character and with making these games but yeah. they don't want to step on Naughty Dog's feet you know they're not trying to like I think if it was given to Naughty Dog first of all they'd be like oh this again you know <laughs> yeah, but yeah. also mm-hmm. they'd probably want to go in and tweak it and you would have that George Lucas yeah. effect yeah which is what we saw last year with Ratchet and Clank and yeah. it was Insomniac doing it again mm-hmm. and it was that was more of a grounds up just a complete remake yeah. it was taking like the core premise of the original game and pretty much throwing everything out and being like hey we're creating a new game that just has that same story yeah right? and speaking of the Vicarious guys they were yeah some of them uh, one of the directors on the project I believe he worked on Crash Nitro Kart which is the yeah. sequel to Crash Team Racing mm-hmm. you have people who worked on the GBA games like everyone has been involved with the Crash Legacy and they wanted to honor the games that they loved that got them mm-hmm. into making games yeah. and so you have this carry through where yes in the first game crash can only jump and spin basically uh but once you get into two and three it still feels great like it was exactly what i wanted mm-hmm. when i played it was what i remembered yeah so how That's do you how do you review sort of a collection of games like this because i, I mean obviously a lot of these games hit at different points in, in people's childhood yeah there's that weird nostalgia factor that like people remember something better than it actually is sometimes yes yeah. but then the remake sort of brings it to where you thought you remembered it yeah so this this was probably actually the hardest review i had to do in just terms of figuring out where it falls on that spectrum of what we're reviewing and there is i wrote a piece about it so it's not like it's uh, non-disclosed, but I, I have a very sentimental attachment mm-hmm. to Crash. Uh, they were my mom who passed away, her favorite games. We would play them all the time together. And so I have very fond and extensive memories of playing Crash as a kid. Uh, so when I was able to put in the game, start up Cortex Strikes Back, and it felt the same, I was like, okay, there's something here that works. Yeah, right. And it, it was sort of this blend of what they did bring back that does work and the visual and audio upgrade that they do is fantastic and I can't deny the work that went mm-hmm. into that. Crash 1 is still not a great game and so yeah. it is that thing in the review where I'm like, hey, if you're picking up this and you've never played Crash, don't start with 1. Like, you're not going to have a good time and you're not going to get why so many people are excited yeah. about do you, this. Do you feel that there's sort of like um, credence to the rumors that the, the architecture that they built here, the new character models they've been built here, this entire everything coming together in synchronicity, do you think this is actually going to lead to a new Crash Bandicoot game? Like, officially? I, I hope so. I mean, I think it is definitely, they saw the sort of groundswell of excitement about Crash, especially, and I think Skylanders was the first dip into that pool yeah. to see whether or not. Mm-hmm. I think the whole team at Vicarious Visions would love to. Like, they made no bones about, like, hey, we would love to keep making Crash games. And I think this seems to be selling well. There have been talks about sort of its sales in the UK that it was doing fantastic. I saw that. The, uh, yeah, it sold yeah. really well. And so there's far. sort of, like, rumors of a DLC. There's some, like, trophies. That yeah, so there's right? some trophies you can sort of see pop up that says, like, Lost Treasures, and we don't know what that is. So huh. clearly they've made some original stuff. Yeah. You think seems. with the success of Mario Kart on Switch that maybe we'll see, like, Crash Team Racing get, like, a I would love that. Oh, man. Yeah. So the funniest thing about, like, in the lead-up to the game releasing, everyone was like, hey, is CTR a secret, like, part of this game? Because yeah. some of the trophies even hint at CTR specific yeah. things, and mm-hmm. it was like, oh, this has got to be there. And obviously we haven't found anything sure. but i think everyone would love that yeah. and crash yeah. team racing is one of yeah. the few like sort of uh nintendo mario sport imitators that yeah. actually was almost as good totally as yeah. traditional yeah. like there have been like there's sonic shuffle which was a, a party game there's been south park yeah. racing games sonic all-stars racing was pretty yeah. good yeah. but like playstation all-stars was definitely a step below smash yeah. where yeah. it's like ctr totally. can like, hold its own was as close as it, especially I, of like n64 of that era yeah, yeah. I, I think when you talk to people within a seven-year radius of our general age group at this table it comes down to mario karts crash team racing or 
or Donkey Kong or Diddy Kong Racing yes. as yeah. people's like favorite kart racer of About all time. Yeah. Yeah. And we've seen Mario Kart come back. Uh, and several times. Diddy Kong yeah. came back on Diddy the Kong DS. came back on the yeah. DS, but they completely like borked it and added a bunch it of was, screen stuff. Yeah. So I think like great. I think Crash could do really well running off these assets. Yes. You know, yeah. a, mo- a sort of modified version of this engine, obviously. And learning from all the stuff Nintendo's done since then, like, yeah. up, up through Mario Kart 8. Yeah. I think you could make a gorgeous kart racer on oh, the PS4. And you're the thing also, is, you're missing that on PlayStation. Yeah, you know? and I, I don't want them to. The thing about it is I think these first three Crash games are probably the best examples of the franchise. Yeah. I don't want them going to... Uh, Wrath of Cortex, which is the fourth game, yeah. it's not great. Yeah. Uh, and some of the later ones Twin have Sanity, yeah. Twin Sanity. Yeah, like they it, have once some... it was Activision who was handling. Yeah, it. it's like there's one. There's a there's a Crash and Spyro crossover. Yes, they're yeah. GBA purple, games. Purple and orange. Yeah, which was Vicarious Visions. Yeah, that uh, obviously everyone's kind of. Uh, hankering for Spyro. I would yeah. love a Spyro trilogy remaster. Yeah. Uh, like, Ripto's Rage is also, in the way that I love Cort- uh, Cortex Strikes Back and Warped, uh, Ripto's Rage is, like, one of those games that yeah. define my childhood. Yeah. And I, I think it's really that. cool that we're in this era now where not only do we have nostalgia for these things, but there are also developers that do, too. Yeah. yeah. And they realize it's the right time to bring something like that back. Like, when you look at the, sort of the pantheon of 3D mascot characters, you never really would have thought the ones that are still around today would be the ones that are still around today. And yet we still see them here and there. I mean, even we saw Banjo in the Rare Collection. Yeah, in Rare Replay. Yeah. yeah. Um, and on PlayStation specifically, you don't get a ton of 3D platforming games. I mean, we got Ratchet, but that was a little more shootery. It's more actiony. Yeah. yeah. Sly um, is, hasn't been around in the last, like, five years. Yeah. Obviously, and Jack I mean, and Daxter, yeah, yeah, to the extent yeah. that it was. Sure. And we had, you know, for a little while there, the Mod Nation Racer franchise. Yeah. Which was oh, something. Man, yeah. yeah. Which was, like, kind of scratched the itch for me, and I really like the um sort of, like, you know, create your own level thing. Mario Kart wasn't doing anything like yeah. that. Yeah. It still hasn't been. Um, but I think it's totally time for was, CTR to return. Yeah, little yeah. big planet karting, karting which yeah. wasn't great. Yeah, yeah. I wish they would just do like uncarted and the last of bus. Yeah. The last <laughs> of, of bus. <laughs> yeah, I just want to see the rest Driving of the What about Horizon Zero Dawn? <laughs> <laughs> you mean Forza Horizon Zero Dawn? There we go. There we go. Uh, speaking of which, uh, changing the subject, Horizon Zero Dawn got a huge new patch. Yep. Um, this is cool. It adds new game plus, mm-hmm. which means yeah. that you get to relive the adventures of Aloy without losing your character progression and your collected inventory. Um, so yeah, you get to progress beyond a level cap of 50, but you can still collect XP during your adventure. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it's just like, and it adds that it adds a super hard mode yeah. and it adds, uh, some different like, uh, face paint options and mm-hmm. stuff. It's uh, really cool. Two new yeah. trophies. Yeah, exactly. New trophies. Um, the super hard mode, uh, I should note is the only difficulty in the game that you cannot adjust once you're in it. So if you're in there and you're getting beat up, you're like 20 hours in, yeah. uh, oh, man. tough it out, dude. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. This, is, this is cool as hell because we just got, obviously, if you're playing uh, you know, uh, Zelda on Switch, you just got the the Heroes Trials and stuff, which mm-hmm. also adds a big hard hard. Yeah. Yep, yep. It's this, crazy how the, the conversation was, yeah. around these games has been so it's close. Just continue. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they were like a week or two apart at launch, yeah. and now here they are again, or a couple weeks apart yeah. at launch, and here I, they are again. They're both getting story DLC yeah. sometime this yeah. fall, yeah. and then obviously they're both going to be you know front runners when we're yeah. talking about Game of the Year. Absolutely. Yeah. It's great timing. I I mean, I, th- I think you can, you can. To me, you can, you can call game of the year between these two right there. Yeah. I mean, I'm, st- I'm probably gonna give it to Zelda. No, but... we're gonna talk about one game later on that I finished. That I oh yeah, is the, the video game of the year. What's that? It has a talking cat, and Andrew likes it. All right. Well, that doesn't narrow it down much yeah. at all. Uh, no, this is this is really cool. Likes I like the time sweeper. I like that they're continuing to support Horizon. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, this is a huge new franchise for Sony. It's very important for them to have uh, kind of another tentpole action third-party franchise that opens the open world segment of things a lot more than Uncharted does. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I adored this game. I put like 55 hours in. Yeah. I don't necessarily know if I'll go back 
for new game plus stuff but you never know like i have weird you know you wake up like on a sunday and you turn on your ps4 and like you what do you want to play and you see that icon and all of a sudden 15 hours later you're in it yeah and you're doing it again um i had the same thing with zelda where i'm like i'm done with this game and i started the master Mm -hmm. the master uh, mode and like three days later, I was like, "Oh God, I did it again!" Did it all. Yeah, when I saw your tweet yeah. that you had gotten the Master Sword after that was out for a week, yeah. and I was like, "How?" But like, yeah, because yeah. well, when you get sucked into something, you I, love. I think with open sense. world games, especially, yeah. there's like a comfort food to them. Yeah, and Horizon has that. Um, I think the Horizon Loop is great. Oh, I still, so have, good. I still yeah. have to finish it. I got sidetracked just because of yeah, timing, sure. but I'm excited to step back and finish the game and probably dip into New Game Plus. Yeah, I, I really, really love. Um, I feel like there was a couple years there after Resident Evil Four and a bunch of other notable ones where New Game Plus was a thing that. It was like almost mandatory yeah and then we moved away from it like it's not something that's very common anymore especially yeah. for games like this so to see this come back is awesome yeah um the level cap thing doesn't mean anything to me because i think i hit that i hit that pretty early on yeah but uh yeah it's just it's cool to have an excuse to go back and just fight harder dinosaurs yeah. and get ready for the fall and to, yeah i was about to say and to sort of prepare you for frozen wilds yep. yeah um yeah it's funny that you mentioned new game plus because uh i finished persona and then i jumped into near yeah, it was just mm. one of the games in my backlog that everyone who played it was like, "This was awesome," but yeah. it just got lost. Yeah, and the, first off, that game is incredible, and second off, like I don't want to go into spoilers, but that game does some of the smartest stuff with the idea of New Game Plus right. of any game I've ever seen, and it's sort of like it's almost like disingenuous to call it a New Game Plus, but like the game doesn't end when you beat it. Yeah, like you, I love that. If you quit yeah. after the first time, whatever nine ten hours into it, and you're like, "I saw the ending, I'm done." It's like I think no, you didn't finish that game. One of my favorite games to ever do that is Killer Seven when you yes. beat it and well, start a new game. Killer Eight, okay. yeah. just called yeah. Killer Eight. Yeah, and it's like what? Oh, this is a different game. <laughs> now. Like the sequels yeah. in here. Yeah. Uh, one last note: um, there are new trophies in this game. They don't affect your platinum if you got that already. They're just kind of like extra Deal bonus. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like that's extra a nice bonus approach. Yeah, yeah. it's kind of cool. Yeah, because that would have been weird if it would have like all of a sudden it's like, oh no, you don't have the platinum if they retroactively took it from you. Yeah, yeah. They already like emailed you the theme and everything that you want yeah <laughs> like hey you need to send that back. we own that this now. is an email we need to send it back <laughs> also it's just a good excuse to go back into that game's photo mode because my oh god, god is that oh game's pretty yeah. i've spent so, as much time in the photo yeah. mode as i have played dude i read it a really is. funny thing the other day i think it, i forget where it was it was on a message board where a guy who was going around that game like screen capping everything and uh trying to post so he his character wasn't in the shot and someone else was like you know, there's a photo. Oh, no. Oops. Oh, so sad. Oh, oh, that's a bummer. Yeah. Uh, no, that's really cool. I think also we're probably going to see, if not a price price drop, like a sale on uh, PlayStation Pro. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And this is a perfect game to demo that. And at the same time, there's also going to be tons of Game of the Year discussions later on. It's probably, I don't know if it's going to get a Game of the Year edition or what, but. I would imagine. Yeah. Some kind, kind, of yeah. kind of a bundled thing. But it, it, the timing was so good with that. And the fact that there's New Game Plus, I imagine a lot of people will be like, I want to go back. I want to go back to that game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Maybe you get like a 4K TV or whatever, and you're like, let me see what those dinosaurs look like when I can it's really see. Now, like it's sort of a slow two months for games. Yeah. Um, there's like a lull before. Uh, I think Destiny's probably the big first big fall game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you yeah. have two months to either go back and jump back into games you didn't finish, or just like I'm playing near because I never started it in the yeah. first place. Yeah. Horizon is still the best looking video game I've ever played, especially yep. yeah. in, in 4K with yeah. HDR. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I've, I've plugged this before. I, I get people still asking me this, but I have the it's the Samsung KS eight thousand is the TV that just like Horizon and that and that TV are just just match yeah. made in heaven. Yeah, that's the one a bunch of IGN people. Yeah, have, yeah. And we, we have, have one, one out the there. Too. Yeah. So I don't know a lot of people have asked us like even on unlocked and be like, hey, I'm gonna get an Xbox One just X. So head on down to Best Buy or come on down to the IGN offices and we'll give go to Circuit City. Yeah, don't yeah. go there. Go to no. Circuit City. It's the yeah. dead city. That old yeah. haunted <laughs> playground. You get some cool skeleton masks. I was about to say that's a Halloween Express. I have a 30 inch CRT. Uh, I took a bunch of PS3 games and I hid them behind a shelf in the Circuit City in my in my town. 
when it was about to go out of business because the prices kept dropping. Uh, and I went in on the last day and they're like, 80% off everything. And I was like, ooh, <laughs> prizes, which I think is stealing, but does it count if they're already dead? Well, you know Who what? knows? Sound off in the comments below. Yeah, it's called Circuits. grave robbing. Right, you're, you're totally right. There is ooh, yeah. a word for that. Yeah, and that's how mummies get you. Anyway, um, <laughs> oops. We got a bunch of news about uh, PS Now, which is, of course, the streaming service for, for PS4. Did I hear right? I think I read a news story about this like two weeks ago, but they basically pulled support for Vita and PS3? Vita, I believe. Vita, yeah, right. PS3 is still yeah. there. Yeah. Okay, yeah. So now you can, but I mean, they're also leaning into having more PS4 stuff on there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I mean, they officially yeah, so launched a lineup of something like 22 or 23 games in North America. Yeah. Kind of like twice as many in Europe. Yeah. yeah. Which is, yeah. first of all, that's a pretty huge disparity right there. But second of all, it's like kind of took you long enough, right? Like, yeah. yeah. And I was a little, like, again, I hate complaining because I'm like, you added something to a service and without charging us more. But at the same time, the lineup is kind of lackluster. Like, I was really hoping, I'm like, oh, this is great. You can put the order on there and until on and uh, Bloodborne and all Infamous. these like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But instead, it's like Killzone and then God of War three remastered, uh, Ultra Street Fighter four, Dark Siders two, like some cool indies like uh, Nidhog and Helldivers and Broken Age. But overall, I was just sort of like, you, sh- I don't know. I kind of wish they would have dug into those games that like they've been they've been around for three or four years. Like it's fine. Like I don't know. Put the Last of Us remastered. I, I think yeah. I'm totally with yeah. you. I think yeah. that the complete and utter sort of lack of like significant exclusive first party games directly from Sony on this yeah. list is is weirdly telling. Yeah. Um I think they'll get there and they'll get they'll get more eventually. Maybe they're doing sort of a like Nintendo virtual console thing or a yeah. Netflix approach yeah. where like things will trickle out over the time. Um if it also means a Netflix approach of things will disappear over time. We've seen that with licensing issues yeah. in the past. That's definitely that's happening with Game Pass, the yeah. uh, sort of the Xbox the version Xbox. of this that just launched recently. Right. Where people yeah. look at the numbers and they're like, well we're paying, you know, Activision twenty five thousand dollars a month for this and it's not we're not seeing that mm-hmm. on our back yeah. end uh it's an interesting service too because they're streaming at 720p yeah so it kind of begs the question like who is this for yeah. you know uh, i think the cool thing about it obviously if you've messed with playstation now before is that you can play these games on your pc which yeah. there's something kind of novel about mm-hmm. that sure. yeah um like stream them on a tv like yeah Sony yeah TVs. Sony. yeah there's i mean there's some cool stuff there like if you have a ps4 in one room or you have a subscription uh, and you want to play in a different room in your house? Like, there's there's weird little yeah. like things you can do. Yeah, Twerks, as I yeah, call it. Yeah, as as what as what is wanted. Yeah, yeah. I don't use this, but I know like there's a bunch of people on our Facebook group that use it and swear mm-hmm. by it. Yeah, like, it, it makes a ton right. of sense for traveling if you don't want to lug your your PS4. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. I mean, exactly. same with remote play though. Uh, what I think is, I think it it feels so much like that that weird department at Sony that's more in line with like the like the Vita TV or the Xperia Play, where it's like kind of a half-baked idea that they threw money at and it didn't quite pay off the way they wanted it to. And it right. seems like they're almost kind of withholding support because of that. Well, it feels like um, like it, like the first iteration of something, right? Mm-hmm. Which is yeah. usually the one that like us as a sort of guinea pigs go out there and test for 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 the people who make it and then a couple of years later someone will be using a version of this thing that's just phenomenal mm-hmm. yeah. but when we first heard about sort of this like cloud computing dream from sony a couple of years ago about like you won't even need a console we'll beam the game to you like want to buy a console yeah 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 it's like well you sold me a console but they're also like they're they're getting it there and it's there's been a couple cool instances of me 
being like, oh, they have Mega Man 9. I haven't played that game in a long time. Yeah. And then I go to play it, and I'm like, oh, that's great. That's cool. But then you go to find some of those games on the store, and they're not there. Yeah. And, like, sometimes I want – I know, like, ownership isn't ownership when it's digital, but sure. it's nice to know that, like, I have that game even in my digital sure. library. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, like, there's a weird loss in translation things that happens between, like, physical games that you can't buy – the actual physical copy for to run on your PS4. Digital games that don't exist on the PS4 store and PS Now games that you download as like 720p icons on your PlayStation 4, but you don't actually have downloaded. Like that's the other thing. It doesn't let you download these games. Unlike Microsoft. Right. Which does let you download. So to me, I was like, oh, this will be, this is a great service for people like in the military and stuff like that. People who with like kind of like, you know, a little more distant internet connections. And it's like, no, that's actually the opposite of what they would, they would benefit from in a situation like that. So I think it still has some twerks to figure out. Stop, stop talking about some butt shakes. Yeah, but and they'll think, get there. You know, they'll yeah. get there. Sony has been twerking on it for a while, yeah. Um, yeah. and no, they have. Uh, ever since PS Now launched, like way back in the day, they have tweaked how the subscription like twerked. model work twerked. Uh, whether it was the like the pricing or yeah. the, the structure of it all, so they've clearly been shown that they're willing to support it. This yeah. does feel though very much like a first half measure. Sure. Do you, think the, that, do you think that hurts the, the product, the fact that it is so kind of iterative and so like it, like the, they're like, here's this thing we've been working on. It's yeah. on you've got an icon for it on the store and it's they're kind of like I haven't paid attention to it because I checked it out when they did that first sort of demo trial period. Yeah. Well, yeah. I think you miss you miss the excitement I, of like redesigning a product every year like you do with like, you know, we've we've seen multiple different uh, PlayStation hardware revisions over the years, yeah. from PS3 to the Vita, to even the PS4. Uh, there's a new iPhone every yeah. year, mm-hmm. new Android phones every year. But this, this is just like an icon, and they're like, it's yeah. a little better. They can't really deliver it that message. Almost wouldn't surprise me if they just kind of put it back in the oven and it came back, and they were like, hey, here's here's a new. It's PlayStation Cloud or something. Yeah. You know, yeah. they did, it's something that's first of all, I get it. Make like, what is it? There was it was the home. There, yeah, there's I, view. PlayStation yeah. Now is just kind of like a. It's like HBO Now versus HBO Go. Go yeah. Like I yeah. pay for one of those and I can't remember which one it is. Yeah. <laughs> that said, like if you have a couple bucks and you want to sign up for a month and burn through like an incredible backlog of like really yeah. cool games that you totally missed, um, this is a great service for that. Yeah. I mean, you yeah. have to throw out the fact that like you're not playing in HDR, 4K, mm-hmm. yeah. and all that junk. Yeah. But uh, it's in terms of catching up on a bunch of games, it's a it's a cool way to do. And stuff. there is a clear audience for it. Like I know on IGN, whenever we write about PS Now, it is very popular. Yeah. Yeah. Like those stories always blow up, yeah. and I think it is because it is a service that is not for us. Yeah, and it, it is for a larger readership. And mm-hmm. I almost feel like this would have been awesome. Like back when I was in school, and it was like you get three three months off for the summer. And I'm like, let's just get three months of this thing. Yeah. And I, like you said, I will yeah. burn through these games. I'll play these games for 10 hours a day and yeah. burn through like seven or eight things I want. Well, to because play. I think the business model for a lot of people who play video games, and I was there, I used to be there in the past, is you buy a game, you play it as much as you can, you trade it in, you buy a game, you play it as much as you can. I mean, this is like, that's the sort of like, that's what I did in college. Mm-hmm. That's what I did when I was broke. Yeah. And I was like working crappy jobs. Like you just do that. So if you can pay a subscription model or even like get a card for a free month and jump online and download them or you know, stream a bunch of games, not yep. download. There's no actual physical or digital ownership. Uh, I think it's a cool service. But, yeah, I'm excited to see this thing grow. It's very odd. Did we mention in Europe they have stuff like Tearaway, Heavy Rain, and Alienation, which yeah. are, you know, uh, cool, really cool games. games. Why yeah. aren't they here, you know? Yeah, mm-hmm. that's kind of weird. So, yeah, I'm curious to see how often they add to this. Like, yeah. if, this is, if every month they add a dozen games. I think, the yeah, their goal is definitely monthly updates, yeah. but how much will I think one of the questionable things we saw was, like, they launched the Uncharted games on there around the same time as the Uncharted Collection, which looked better on PS4. Yeah, sure, sure. You get, like, weird mixed messaging. Like, I imagine seeing the Crash games on there versus just playing them, like, in HD. Yeah, like, it wouldn't quite be the same. Yeah. Yeah. Also, yeah. You're, if you've got 
crappy internet, you're going to be dealing with lag. Uh, yep. And then it's like, oh, well, maybe you play a game that uh, leans more on on telling you a story, and then you're like, oh, I'm playing Heavy Rain in 720p, and that doesn't look great either. So it's yeah. kind of like, what's the ideal game for this? Yeah. Maybe Mega like, Man 9. Yes. <laughs> what could go wrong? Yeah. Uh, Battlefront 2 multiplayer beta on October 4th for Woo! people who pre-ordered it. Uh, so oh. that's like a... <laughs> <laughs> we'll, get a we'll get around to doing that. <laughs> yeah. um, and there is a public beta on October 6th, which ends on October 9th. Uh, we'll be having more details at Gamescom, but uh, let's see. In addition to early beta access, pre-orders will also get bonus content, including Yoda's epic lightsaber mastery star card, yeah. which is only available while supplies last. I don't understand that. It's not a supply. It's not. It's a. It's, it's a JPEG. It is a, J, it is a yeah. JPEG and a value yeah. on a spreadsheet somewhere. <laughs> but the uh, the stuff you get is uh, you get the feed Galactic uh, Assault map, which, which we is, saw played at E3. That, yeah, that was yeah. the big thing at E3. Um, and then you get a multiplayer Starfire, uh, Starfighter Assault. Yeah, so that's the one we'll find out more about uh, Gamescom. at Gamescom next yeah. month. Mm-hmm. We'll go hands on with it, um, and I, that's apparently going to be like their big space battle. Yeah, mm-hmm. which. Uh, you you may have missed, but they had those at the end of the last game in the Death Star DLC. Mm-hmm. They let, let you fly around in space. I think people just wanted a space a space battle where space. you could space. space. <laughs> they wanted a, a space battle. <laughs> they wanted a space battle where you couldn't see the ground. Yeah, yeah. like that is a very specific thing. I totally get it. Uh, it sounds like they're really making that. My hope is that they really speed up the sort of ins and outs of getting into one of those matches. My biggest problem totally. with those with the space battles was getting Hi. shot space was getting shot down in your X wing <laughs> and then having to like do that just fuck you know just like, <laughs> was, No you're right. It was you're like right. a it was like a yeah. walk of shame See, that's, back that into is, the match where it's just like yeah. I mean one of the things that really won, won me over on on Battlefront was just the speed at which you got back in the game. Yeah, totally like, shooting wise and like I've totally fallen in love with, with Battlefield because they're also really good about that like yeah. the respawn time is very short you don't feel like you're being put on timeout yep but flying back into space battles with that was like or not space whatever the, the flying ones whatever they're called you'd be like you'd get like an tie interceptor where you're like one of my powers is a boost you'd use your boost and you'd still wouldn't be back in the battle you wait for it to recharge and you're like ah now i can fight the other yeah. and it's just yeah. like i don't know yeah. yeah, and the feed stuff we saw already looks awesome. It's that gorgeous planet, uh, yeah. the city on Naboo. Um, there'll be battle droids, and who else is in there? Did we see? I don't uh, know how many of, heroes. Oh, uh, there, there were a couple of heroes. Yeah. There was uh, there was Boba Fett. There was Ray. There was Ray, Kylo, Ren. Kylo Ren. Yeah, yeah. They've confirmed a bunch of Solo. heroes and uh, yes, and possibly. And there was a, somebody has been digging through something and finding a list of heroes out there. So oh, yeah. I'm, I'm yeah. dying to play this game. Yeah, uh, me too. I, think, I mean, we're just talking about how like the first Crash Bandicoot, not a great game, kind of. You know, built the foundation, set the groundwork. That's what the first Battlefront was, and they were trying to hit a very sweet sure. spot date of That's, yeah. coming out a month before the new Star Wars movie. Everyone's excited about. Yeah. So. yeah, I say this a lot. That game goes on sale on PlayStation all the time for like the full the full game with everything in it. Yeah. If you want something just quick to burn through, like that's a fun one to just check out the maps and stuff like that. Uh, it usually goes for like twenty bucks or even cheaper. Yeah. Uh, if you want to play something before that game comes out, I have no idea how well those mechanics will carry over. Sure. Um, yeah. It seems like this is going to get a little more hardcore, but we'll see. Yeah. I think it's it, it's weird to call it hardcore because at this point, people who are still playing Battlefront 1 are, like, just way too good at it. Yeah. yeah. And they've got, like, all the cool hats that take just hours and hours to unlock. And the game isn't really – like, people say it's arcadey. I think it's more – it's just, like, kind of unforgiving. Like, it's very, like, if, if you get shot once, you are probably out, you know? Yeah. yeah. Like, mm-hmm. depending – I mean, obviously, you have health and you can go heal and stuff. But something like – uh, like like Battlefield, you know, you, you can go, you can get, there are medics, like there's healing and stuff, and there are mechanics they added in there, but it was kind of like, kind of just stripped down, you know? Yeah. 
Um, I can't believe we're getting a new Star Wars game in just a few months. I'm yeah, so damn yeah. excited we about We might, that. and uh, obviously we're going to hear more next month. Uh, they've confirmed at Gamescom, but uh, this weekend is uh, a show called D23, mm-hmm. which yeah. is just a Disney con that Disney yep. throws, uh, and we know that there's a uh, games panel, yeah. and so that's where we know uh, Kingdom Hearts 3. Yeah, the new trailer. trailer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then uh, maybe some more of Insomniac Spider-Man, some yeah. more of Capcom, maybe some of this. Anything in the Disney family is on the table. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, Sweet. we'll have more on that, uh, obviously, um, next week. The Muppets game. Ooh. Uh, there is a <laughs> PS4. <laughs> no, I'm really excited about that. That sounds cool. great. Muppets cool. Game? Yeah. Is that real? No. No. no I hate you. Put your hat back on. The Muppets, <laughs> the Muppets and Frostbite being beautiful. Uh, so, PS4 Pro patch is coming to Witcher 3. That's yeah. good news. Mm-hmm. One of the guys from CD Projekt Red said, Marcin Maman. We are working on it. I can confirm that we are working on both Xbox One X and PS4 Pro patches for The Witcher 3. Okay. Yeah, that's it. That's the story. That's a that's a gorgeous game to begin with. Uh, if you've seen it running on PC and high end settings, that's obviously there's something there to do with that. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. That's another one where like you can get for dirt cheap right now, and you'll uh-huh. you'll play for five thousand hours. Also has a new game plus. Uh, it's got two massive uh, story expansions. That's pretty much that their own games. One yeah. of them is yeah. one of them is just an entirely new map. It's this weird fairy tale world. You have to fight a bunch of like pumpkins coming out of the ground and stuff. Ooh, I don't like that. That's an awesome game. Um, my uh, my roommate Callie Plaguey, who works at Gamespot now, uh, is playing it right now, and I'm like, "Have you read the books?" And she's like, "No," and I'm like, "I'm getting the books." And I there's like the the first book. I'm just I'm oh, very excited. Stop yeah. making the kids in your house read. They're, well, they like be a the TV games, show soon, so. well, or do make them read, but stop making them read that. It's a fu- it's like fairy tales, Did but you know he does lots of drinking the, and banging. The Witcher Netflix, the Witcher coming to Netflix is still the biggest news story on IGN this year. Wow. Yeah. Wow. It is the number one news story. Yeah. That rules. Um, This is old news to tell you when we were planning the show. Uh, The (laughs) GTA V Alien mission was finally unlocked. There was all these weird kind of hints and cues about stuff that maybe was in there. Somebody figured out how to do that, just goofing around in the back end of that game. Yeah, Yeah, well, in GTA Online. Yeah, right. That's what people were hoping it was in the main game, but sort of everything that people are doing now is in online, Online. which just Mm -hmm. has the longest tail ever. Yeah, Yeah. Uh, but basically there's this whole mission where you go and there's a downed spaceship and there's a bunch of dead cops everywhere and then these aliens come out and you have to fight them and you steal an alien egg and then you Mm. run back home and you can find... Alien egg. So, I mean, if you play that game, there's all these like, and I feel like Rockstar always likes to mess with their audience by putting like there's that that famous Easter egg, and I think GTA Three, where if you're on top of this building, that's mm. pretty much impossible to get to unless you're glitching it. it. Just says you shouldn't be able to read this, and there's a sign there, or it's like inside a building or something. Yeah. Um, I feel like this was. I, I don't know if we'll ever get the answer on this, but I feel like this could have been kind of the just the, the tip of the iceberg for an undead nightmare type of expansion, like just throwing a bunch of weird like like Roswell stuff in, in GTA right. 5 and being like, yeah, you get laser weapons. and stuff. Yeah, I mean, that's uh, I think people, anyone who's still holding out for story mode DLC in GTA 5 uh, shouldn't. Yeah, yeah that's it's not going to happen. That. There's yeah. an entire website dedicated to that. It's oh, just man. like, will is GTA 5 story DLC out is the yep. like, URL or whatever. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah it's, it's just, just no, no, it's not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think the focus is, is moving to Red Dead and you'll yeah. get your And story I mean, there. online has is literally its own entire giant massive game. Yeah. It has the yeah. weirdest stuff added to it. I'm, I'm consistently amazed at how, uh, how that has expanded in the directions it's yeah. gone. Like yeah. that weird like roller coaster micro machine stuff they added recently. Like I saw, I, I'll see a tweet every now and then from Rockstar. They're like, hey, here are the four yachts you can own. Yeah. I'm like, that like, rules. Here's a flying yeah. motorcycle. You're like, what? Like, yeah. added naval combat and Tron missions. Yeah. Like, why? Max and, Max and I did uh, a Let's Play at, of GTA Five at Rockstar Games in New York City with like a group of guys who uh, and girls who started a motorcycle. Yeah, this is dude, uh, Dirty Worker, who's like, he's just this it's awesome. He's this dude 
dude with his like like thick Jersey accent who's just like Boston. Boston was yes. Boston. I, I'm sorry, Northern Jersey. You got to get that right, otherwise we end up in a fight with. Yeah, I know. Well, he's anyway. He runs a biker gang, and he's like, it's it's so cool to have these people who are they're straight up like role playing in GTA, and it's fascinating because that's set mostly in real life. Yeah, you know, but it's kind of like, oh, I want to grind away and get like money, and I want to buy like a new shirt. You know, you can do that in real life too. It's called a job. <laughs> I love that. Just though. get like a start driving Uber or whatever. But um, yeah, and some of them ride bikes in real life, but they're all into it in the game, and they have rules, and they're just yeah. like, and you know, then Max and I show up, and we're like shooting the cars and the bike. We're stupid, yeah. right? But like, I think there's something really cool here. There isn't a dedicated story mode, and this sounds like a cop out, but there are stories happening in this game every single yeah. day. You just have to know where to look. Yeah, yeah. What was going on with those shirts that they bought? I don't know. You got to buy shirts in that game. Interesting. They're yeah. expensive. Yeah, close. Um, Otherwise, you're a naked. Variations dude. of Max. Yeah, I mean, if you if you have, I honestly, I think if you if you get a PlayStation Four and you can only have one game, I'd be like, yeah, get GTA because it just keeps giving. Would yeah. you say that over The Witcher? Um, I mean, if you're like, you only get one game this generation, period. Yeah, I'd be like, yeah, because it's a it's a Los Angeles MMO. Your one game this generation is last generation's best song. <laughs> sure. Yeah. No, seriously, there's a yeah. billion hours of stuff in there. So I mean, yeah. I was on the train the other day. I looked over and this dude has his phone out and he's just playing San Andreas. And I'm like, that's like a pretty huge testament to the, the lasting Yeah, that this 15-year-old yeah. game. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, GTA 5 is over 70 million copies sold. Like, and, it, and GTA Online, I remember a while back they talked about how big it continues to get like month after month. And right. they were like, when, if Red Dead has something like this, like how are you going to have them competing? And they're like, we would probably have to at this rate manually decide to close down GTA Online. Like, we don't have to worry about it shutting down yeah. because it won't. It, it will still be popular. Yeah, right. And I mean, there's undoubtedly microtransactions that are doing just fine for yeah. them. But I have also a feeling like, like 20 years from now, people will be running their own servers for it sure. and stuff like yeah. that. Oh, totally, yeah. yeah. So that's it's kind of cool to see. But also, like, I mean, with the Alien Mission stuff, I can't help but wonder, was like this was this something they were toying with and they were like, eh, forget it, scrap it? Or were they like, this is a good Easter egg, Aliens? Why not? Yeah, I wish there was more. Uh, I just wish there was more sort of like openness when it came to development yeah. and stuff like that. It's, I feel like it's a kind of story we'll hear about ten years from now. Rockstar is notoriously secret with everything sure. they do, yeah. but I would yeah, love man, like I an really oral history of totally what this game was. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Marty, yeah, you beat Persona Five. I did it. I, you I finally feel, did it. I feel very good. Yeah, ninety hours. Ninety five. That's the most. Yeah. I've, that's the most time I put in a game in since maybe PS two. You gave up real dates to play fake dates? Yeah, real dates to Virtual play. Dates. Well, I don't think they were fake they were, dates. I think no, for the you time, they were real. Sorry. The time I spent with On, I think, was very important. Uh, I think this is a game that... Uh, I think this is the best turn-based JRPG since the Super Nintendo. Wow. And I think that if either you love turn-based RPGs or you've never played a turn-based RPG, I think this is an incredible game. Like I would recommend this to almost anyone because I think it is the most stylish game of this generation. So what I'm... What I want to get to the bottom of is that you played this game for a little while and then you stopped for a long Cold turkey. time. Yeah, yeah. And so what was it that sort of dragged you right back in? I think it was finishing E3. Like yeah. It stopped just because I was so like I was working weekends. Uh, so you weren't burned out. The show. No, no, no. Uh, no, I think the reason I stopped was because I was two hours into a palace and I hadn't saved and my PS4 froze. Right. And so I lost two hours okay. of progress and it was sort of, to me, the low point of the game, which is what, like, was it, the, was it the first palace? No, it was, okay. uh, it was a, it was a spaceship. Okay. Because that's one of the tougher things about video games and this happens to me and I'm very guilty of this because I play a lot of games is I'll get like 10 or 15 hours into something mm-hmm. and then get distracted by something shiny yeah. and then I won't ever come back or when I do, I'm like, 
What I'm oh. I have a key. I don't know who I'm it took to bring me, this to. It took me so long to remember like just the f- natural flow of the battle system. Mm. Yeah. Um but hopping back in, yeah, this is uh I think it's I think this is my favorite game of the year. As That's much awesome. as I love Zelda and as much as I'm excited for a ton of stuff uh, at the end of the year. Like I haven't felt this strongly about a game since I finished The Witness. I think uh, this is also a year and a half ago. This is the kind of game that is so so massive and so in depth that there's not going to be any stigma about going into it late. Yeah. I mean, there's a no, lot no, of huge totally. games yeah. out there right now, but I feel like if anybody who jumps in The Witcher 3 right now, I mean, no one's going to be like, what are you doing? Are you late to the party on that one? It's going to be like, oh, are you liking it? You yeah. know, like, Same with GTA 5. Yeah, exactly. Someone wants to play like The Last of Us. Or yeah. Like, this is great. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Persona, like, I, I kind of noped out of there. Like, yeah. I, I, I didn't, not, not nope out. I just, I, I kind of hit a wall and then got distracted by something. Sure. But like, mm-hmm. that's the kind of weird, bittersweet like nature of our jobs mm-hmm. is we're supposed to kind of stay up to date with games. But yeah, at the same time, yeah. there are games like that that are massive time sinks. And yeah. Yeah. It's just also insane that like there's I put 95 hours in and there's so much of the game that I didn't know existed. Andrew's like, oh, how did how deep did you go in the fishing? And I'm like, there's fishing? <laughs> he's like, yeah, didn't you take so-and-so to the pond? And I'm like, no, I never went on a date with that character. So I never got to the pond, so I never got to fish. Yeah, yeah, that's weird. that's really odd. That's gonna be. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna tell my grandchildren on my deathbed that I wish I could have taken that girl to the pond and t- learned to fish. Well, yeah. see, the difference is that you'll have grandchildren. Well, you'll be pretty. And far Goldfarb gone will then. not. He'll be... <laughs> have fishing memories. <laughs> oh no! Oh come on! We're friends. <laughs> Sound off in the comments below. I love you, Goldie. <laughs> oh, I know we touched hands recently on this show, this very show. And, oh, yeah. uh, that's not how grandchildren have. <laughs> <laughs> All of your children are grand. I think they're lovely, lovely kids. That's how grandchildren stop. Uh, Visiting, <laughs> but now you're playing a uh, near auto. auto do we decide on automata? That? Automata? Yeah, yeah. Automata. Uh, uh, yeah. Anything you automata. want. Near uh, <laughs> has a near has a rough first forty five minutes, but once it opens up, the combat is incredible. It's it's you know it's platinum, and so it's incredible combat. Uh, combat, super charming characters, uh, awesome side quests, and then once you get into the meat meat and potatoes of the story and how it relates to new game plus and stuff like that, like it is. One of the most interesting things I've played in a very long time. Huh. So it's know, a it's a hard one to describe, right? Yeah, because like it goes from top down shooter like R type to button mashy, you know, crazy combo based uh, like Bayonetta to open world fetch questy stuff to crazy boss fights. It's really I don't know, just a whole mess of stuff. I really appreciate that you are able to, to sort of find time for games that. Many, I mean, there's this like sort of impetus in this industry to move on from sure. things, yeah. inhale the next thing, and you know, like Max does the opposite thing where he'll like he'll be like, I watched the, like the Mummy two over the weekend. <laughs> <laughs> what time is it? like finite? No, but like yeah. Martin, yeah. Martin, the fact that you went back to two games that were earlier this year yeah. that were really like really well sort of well well received of, yeah, well yeah, received. Incredibly well received and then i think we'll come up with game of the year yep. conversations at the end totally. I, I think it's important because i don't want game of the year to be like zelda zelda got it yeah got it exactly. bye yeah like that's boring um, you know yeah and it's only like i mentioned before it's only because we are in a bit of a lull like once september mm-hmm. rolls around like i'm not gonna be able to do that mm-hmm. the rest of the year because i'm yeah. gonna have to play uh evil within i'm gonna have to play destiny i'm gonna have to play wolfenstein and mario and yeah and, i mean that's i like how i'm saying i'm gonna have to play all of these it's, games. A, it's, a, good, it's a good it's problem a to have awesome. yeah problem yeah uh, i'm really happy that red dead got pushed for that yep. very reason yeah that's a game i want I'm, everything else kind of gets cleared out of the way and i'm like all right let's do this you know yeah, yeah. uh but yeah no like i w- so getting into near like did it just did it grab you or were you playing this like i have to play this because i'm curious about it? uh it what? was mostly like mitch who used to work here like recommended to me he was like hey, this does some of the most interesting story stuff i've ever seen huh. in the game like get through it get to the new game plus stuff and then we'll talk is and this, i just trust him is with the stories the mm-hmm. story 
weeaboo gibberish or is it like uh i mean a little bit not not too much like it, it's sort of like hey you're in the future and these uh, aliens created robots but then the humans created androids and you're an android fighting off the robots and i'm like okay yeah. i get this. I hear i hear a lot this idea that like this notion of like get through the first hour sure. get through the fi- first five hours like what's how do you sort of like compel people to do that? Because I know you know again, time is finite. Sure. Like I, for a game like that, are you're you're saying it's like forty five minutes, not that great, and then you get through it. Because I've heard with Persona a bunch of times. Sure. I really want to start that game, and people who are all I keep hearing from people is either oh you're gonna love that game because it's like this awesome love letter to Japan. Japan. Yeah. Uh, and I also hear from people like you're gonna hate it. It's like anime garbage. Yeah. It's mostly it's getting to like not enough games step. F- you know their first foot forward as the game's mission statement right mm-hmm. so the whole thing is near has this opening 45 minutes that's not really what the game is and then once you get past that you get into sort of the open world and you're like oh this is what near is um same thing with persona whilst teaching you everything you don't have the freedom of how am i going to spend my day mm, and my night right um whereas i feel like a game like breath of the wild right from the get-go is just like this is what the game's about yeah mm-hmm. and like you're running around the great plateau and you're like this is no this is the game and then when you get off the great plateau it's like all right go like yeah, like yeah. 90 hours into that game, you're still like, my thing broke. I need a new thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's I should walk over there and explore. Yeah, yeah. I don't, I'm, I'm still playing Yakuza 0, and that's like, I love that game. Uh, I'm still like unearthing new mechanics and new elements, and they're mm-hmm. like, like you get, I don't know, 20 hours into that, and they're like, here's the other man in the icon for the game. And I'm like, are you kidding me? There's another dude you <laughs> yeah. play as? And yeah. they're like, 40 hours later, you're like, you are now a realtor. Yep. Sell some houses. And I'm like, what am I doing? <laughs> Um, that's the best yeah, uh, yeah. I, I found myself like also I think it's a testament to this good lo- localization but yeah. like Persona 5 like I kind of took a leap of faith with that and I knew that everyone's like this is the this is the coolest thing this is the best Persona rules I kind of skipped over the four and then I jumped in there and the second I was like oh this is incredibly charming well written and well translated and localized and like I don't know it's I don't know it's like maybe it's if you're if you're eating a food you don't particularly like but you have it really well prepared you're like I get the I understand sure. the hype yeah, yeah I get it right that's yeah, a good right. way to put that so yeah. Um, that's cool. Yeah. Um, let's see. We got some new PlayStation Plus Ooh. this week. Not a lot, but uh, that's very cool. There's yeah. that's you, which yeah. is a place. It's free plus, and it's it's like a Jackbox party pack. But yeah, yeah. you play this a bit? Or? Yeah, I got to play this. I played it. Also. I wasn't yeah. with them. I played okay. separately in the office. Yeah, with people. it's uh, and so it's a game, it's free for PlayStation Plus. So just download it right now. Uh, it is a party social game where everyone's you use your phone as a controller okay uh and so the whole thing is it asks a question and you pretty much have to write down an answer or write down who would be the most the the person you're playing with most likely to whatever this question is yeah and the game is so dependent but so good if you get a group of really tight friends who are totally fine with making fun of each other yeah like i was playing with five very close friends in the office so it was all us mocking each other yeah. and, and but like in a good natured way and so one of the questions was who would be the most likely to have uh, just like a panic attack at the stroke of midnight on New Year's Eve like who would have an anxiety attack <laughs> and well no. the group was a bunch of us and me me myself included put me and, and everyone so, did it yeah. was so everyone gets points it was like obviously yeah, yeah. yeah. that's but, awesome basically palette swap gold farb so yeah. how does it different. how does it scale to like two players three players four players five like it playing the more people you have, the more fun the it's going to be, yeah. just because the more variables you're going to have. I which think is four to six is like yeah, the sweet spot. Yeah, is the sweet it. spot. Yeah. Um, and it has really interesting questions. It does smart things with drawing and with uh, use of the camera. Yeah. Um, that's that's one thing I really like about it. Uh, Jackbox Party Pack doesn't do any camera stuff. Sure. It's just, just yeah. like typing and drawing. What is the camera stuff with this? Uh, so the camera is, like, you, you take a picture of your avatar, which is just your face, but there's yeah. also things like uh, so-and-so 
the whole round is going to be based upon this person taking a pose. Yeah. So you take a picture of someone taking a pose, and then it's you drawing. Yeah. So it's like they're a wizard, so you take a picture of someone, and then everyone does their job of drawing on the picture of like what the wizard would look like. Yeah, what ours could possibly was, go wrong. Yeah. Ours was someone having food poisoning, so you can oh, drop that everywhere. And, yeah. But then otherwise it would be like, hey, everyone take a picture that looks like this person's picture, and one of our friends, she was just acting like a grandmother who doesn't know how the phone works, so it's like close to her nose, yeah. it's just awful. Like, you can still mess around with it, yeah. and in awesome. the end, it's everyone has to choose what they think is the best answer. Right. So you're also judging your friends. And it's it. free, so yeah. it's free. go get yeah. it. Um, yeah, this is the yeah. first of sort of the, the uh, handful of Play Playlink link games, which yeah. were announced that it's also uh, yeah, yeah, and this is great, and it's also uh, a lot of the jokes were written by a uh, friend of the show and of IGN, Mike Drucker. Yeah, who's a super funny man. I think his new special is on CISO. If you subscribe that, uh, you can very, very audibly hear Greg Miller and I in the front row just laughing hysterically. <laughs> oh, was that the one we went to? Yeah. We, oh, were you there too? Yeah, oh, that's yeah, right. Yeah. So yeah, you're you, the okay. three of us have three of the most like <laughs> iconic laughs. Yeah. Oh, you, oh, me, oh, and Greg. So uh, yeah, it's, listen to that. It's Fuzzy rules. Bear. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I also wanted to give a quick right? shout out to a game um, launching on PS4 this week called Mr. Shifty. It's been out for a minute on Switch. Mm-hmm. Um, it's been described as sort of Nightcrawler meets Hotline Miami. It's Night kind of reductive. superhero. Not the movie where he, he like goes to car crashes or whatever. <laughs> um, I really dig this game. It's top down, uh, the action heavy game where this guy in a blue trench coat and a red hat busts into this tower to take out floor after floor of just like goofy, stupid henchmen who all have like crazy sci-fi weapons yeah. and stuff like that. And you can sort of like leap jump through space and time to break through walls and through areas and kill people. Mm-hmm. Uh, and when you get the flow of combat going, it's just like just really, really, really cathartic. Yeah. Like you can just sort of bust through a room, do like seven or eight leaps, eight, kill nine people in a row, and then the elevator dings and you get in the next yeah, thing. Like you I feel did. awesome. So yeah, like that game, I had my eye on it, but I never actually jumped on it on, on Switch. I feel yeah. like playing it. If I if I dig it on, on PlayStation, I'll probably just buy it for Switch. And then no, yeah, I for can sure. play it on my toilet. Yep. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Why did you uh, say toilet like that? I don't know, because it was... Fun, fun, it. fun yeah. exciting Remote time to play say. it on your Vita. Though. Yeah, and also um, Life is Strange is on... Uh, PlayStation Plus this month, in case you missed that. that. Right? Yeah, uh, it was. Oh, that was yeah, last it month. Was the last month. Now Whoa, well, when we would have afforded. What year this. is it? Yes, when it. But What's it, the, what was, was the big one? This uh, until dawn. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. sorry. Get I that. get those confused. Which is definitely also very, very similar. similar. Yeah. yeah. Kind of. Um, <laughs> a little bit, yeah. So, Teens uh, that might die. <laughs> we have a special segment on this show we like to do. It's Favorite called film. What VR Playing. It is about the number one, two, three, four, five virtual reality segment. Um. A handful of VR things popped up for PlayStation VR. Uh, Arizona Sunshine is one of the first kind of like sort of big games to come out in a minute. Yeah. Yeah. Not great. Uh, uh, Ryan, you and I both played this a bit. It is a it is a zombie fighting VR game that's refreshingly in beautiful Arizona Sunshine, as the title would suggest. Yeah. Um, it is. So this was a this was an Oculus Touch game um, focused a lot on the sort of like dual hand combat of having two guns. Uh, ported over to PS4, obviously you don't have those same control options. So you don't sort of the idiosyncrasies of that are lost when you have move controllers. But I got to try this with the Farpoint VR mm-hmm. or the VR Aim gun, and. Uh, that works fundamentally. They designed the game around sort of dual-handed weaponry, right? Like shotguns and you know assault rifles and stuff like that. Um, but I I feel like the game itself is is sort of missing the polish that I found in in Farpoint. Mm-hmm. Um, I think like mechanically the aiming feels good, but actually traversing the environments doesn't feel as good as Farpoint does. You have multiple options of uh, control comfort, which you have to do from the main menu. You can't do in game. 
which I found a little cumbersome. Oh, really? Yeah. Because um, there's a lot of like, it, you get into like the the twerking of it all, and you you're like, oh, this isn't working for me. I want to I want to change that right now, and you can't. You have to back out and go back in. Um, I feel like it's just sort of missing. It's missing the level of polish I was hoping for something of, of its nature. Like the sound design feels a little flat. The uh, animation is just sort of lackluster. The VO is cool, but it's it doesn't really mesh well with everything else. Yeah. And I found the level design to be kind of cumbersome, like actually navigating around uh, cars and areas. Um, mm-hmm. It's it's just sort of if there's a lot of like invisible walls it feels like a cool idea for the zombie franchise in terms of like making a first person shooter that's almost predominantly outdoors in like a beautiful bright brightly colored cowboy town desert yeah. it also makes it i think more accessible as a vr game because if it was like here's gritty actual dark zombie stuff it would be kind of uncomfortable and just yeah and i feel like dark stuff doesn't work so great in vr it's scary Eh. I, I didn't know. Not really. Yeah. It's I kinda, didn't find it scary goofy. at all. Yeah, honestly, it's, it's more like have fun shooting stuff with guns. Sure. Um, what's really weird though is it's I think meant to be played because it was made for Oculus Touch. It's you, you need the, the two move controllers. Mm-hmm. Uh, of course, it is one of the few games that does support the VR aim controller, and so that's the first thing I tried it out with. Yeah, uh, there are parts where you have to like open doors or turn winches, and it doesn't really tell you. It doesn't really. I don't think adjust the way the the controls work for the, the VR aim to make it function like yeah it's actually yeah. broken because you're like you're supposed to use like one hand to like turn a crank yeah uh but if that controller is the one that's like the front of the gun then yeah. you have to do this weird thing where you're like doing that <laughs> and even then it doesn't really work yeah. um kind of kind of like disappointing in that sense also like there are things that are oddly obtuse like i, I guess going to the menu there's also a horde mode which i didn't screw around with uh i really want to like it but even down to just like the I don't know. Like the, the the shooting doesn't feel like super punchy. Like it's yeah. Kinda... That's I think I think I was looking for more of like an oomph when just yeah. like nailing a zombie in the head and watching yeah. its head explode. Um, I don't know if I wanted more gore or a better sound effect or just a just something that felt like it was bringing it all together better. I'm with you in that like um, the very simple actions like opening doors, like the kind of things like we talk about. PSVR is really cool in that it gives you like i can pick up this piece of paper and it's interesting like in yeah. batman you flip over a clipboard and you're like that feels cool yeah um it has the opposite approach when it's more difficult to do something that has a basic yeah. uh function reg- with regular controls and There's, so like pointing yeah. at a car door with like a dual-handed gun to open it um just felt a little off and, and it's i don't like know a weird thing where you try to like if you try to walk through the door it doesn't let you do that until you sh- like you can shut the door through yourself, but you can't walk through it. So you do this awkward like trying to shut the door and then move around it and yeah, just certain things. And I don't know, it, it gets it gets sort of confusing, especially with the aim controller. Playing it otherwise, it's not like it's not super terrible. It, it is it is kind of a letdown though. It feels like I feel like maybe it, it could have actually benefited from being on rails a bit. I totally agree. Yeah, um, like the I moving t- is just also zombies will come at you. There's no, I don't think there's any melee option. Well, I actually enjoyed um, the Rush of Blood Until mm-hmm. Dawn game for that very reason, and a lot of people dinged it because it was on rails. And I'm like, yeah, this is not trying to replicate the Until Dawn console yeah, experience sure, that yeah. you know already, um, but it is doing something that's sort of fun. Like you put on your 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 funny future hat and you go you on go a ride in your roller coaster, room, and you're you know, killing things. Yeah. And this was more like I found myself fighting against the environment and the controls sure. mm-hmm. uh, more than actually enjoying it which is kind of a bummer but i kind of just i would sort of love a game that is this level of like kind of simplicity it's like oh it's zombies you're in the desert whatever uh there are all these objects you could pick up and they don't really do anything yeah i was kind of hoping like you you find uh like a 
a thing of like carb cleaner. And I was like, can I shoot this and it'll explode? And I don't think that's the case. Like maybe you can. I just wasn't hitting it. Yeah. There, there's a basketball you can throw. And I was like, can I distract the zombies? And they don't really care. Yeah. So let me mm-hmm. just get like some basketballs to distract the zombies. I think that's a fun time. Yeah. Some basketball bombs. One day they'll make you a, want a very different video game. A yeah. game where you can distract <laughs> the zombies with this basketball. Yeah. <laughs> it sounds like a good game. Um, another thing that came out is the free PSVR Spider-Man Homecoming. Yeah. Experience. Thing. Whatever yeah. it is. Like 10 minutes. It's, t- it's so stupid. It's like so, it's so like, I think they were planning something much more ambitious and they had to like call it a day. I compared it to a Rob Liefeld drawing and that they spent like, like it starts out you're on this rooftop and you basically have your web shooters and you put on your mask and Jennifer Connelly's in your ear being like, oh, time to shoot your webs or whatever. If you've seen Spider-Man Homecoming, that makes a lot more sense. Um, but basically, yeah, if, you've, if you just have to shoot a bunch of like balloons everywhere and it's like kind of this fun little shooting gallery thing. And then they're like, oh no, there's been a weird thing over there. You better go check it out. And they're like, Better head up to that crane there. And I'm like, oh, it's going to be some fun, exciting swinging, and it's going to get me the butterflies in my tummy. Mm. And then it just kind of like warps you up there, and you're like, oh, yeah, fine. This, it definitely, I mean, it's free, so I don't want to complain too much. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. Like, it just felt so much like a half baked version of Arkham. It does, yeah. it does have it's, weird. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I finally jumped on Arkham too, and there's some hilarious similarities there. Yeah. yeah. Like the fact that they're like, put on your mask. The way you and put it's, it on. Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, I did find it was fun when you could uh, shoot out the web and hold on to an object and throw it. That's really like, awesome. I think that works super I agree. well. I was like, yeah, I, I wish enjoyed this that worked part. better because that worked so well. Yeah. I did... I, I hated that they missed the opportunity to actually be swinging on the crane. Or so yeah. though I did get vertigo when I looked down. And right. So, so there's a, I almost. I've talked about this before. There's a game on the store called Windlands that is right. a yeah. sort of like rope launching platforming game. I know, uh, and it lets you like sort of traverse incredibly high environments to find collectibles and then jump down. And that gave me like serious like pit in my gut. Yeah. Like, just like not in my stomach. Like it's. It's. I think it's. I think they designed this Spider-Man Homecoming VR experience thing around the fact that the average person would get would like supremely nauseous yeah. trying anything that's even remote. It's like it's that's the good, idea of it. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I know I, really, I want it. Yeah, you know you want it, and the second you're actually doing it, you're like, oh god. I mean, yeah. that's the like, whole thing. Is like Spider-Man Insomniac. Like, yeah, take yeah. That and deal but uh, with that. but uh, yeah, uh, but that's not like first person. Yes, and you're yeah. like for that, no one wants to swing like Spider-Man. That sounds scary. Yeah. It's honestly like a pretty huge disappointing that they they built as much of this as they did and then just left it there. Like the vulture shows up and spoilers, you don't actually fight him. Like he yells at you and then and it hurts your crane and then you have to fix the crane yeah, and then it's yeah. like the end. And I, like that's what the film's about, Michael Keaton hurting your crane. Yeah. It does feel weird. It's like when they like they build a really cool set for a show that only airs once or something, or it's like a yeah. play. Like they the whoever made this game built all of these assets. They basically built like the start of a video game and then it just stops. Yeah. yeah. Like it's very odd. It's it's not bad either. It's just, it, felt, it's just it feels like, like I mean it's free. It's but that is boring. free. Yeah. Like these, th- I, I'm I'm totally down with big summer blockbusters. All have because there was the Dunkirk. The, there was like a Dunkirk. There's one, one for the Martian. Yeah. There was one for the Martian. The Martian one cost money though, right? Like, yeah, it and like it wasn't good. Bucks. Yeah, so yeah. it's like just if these are going to be ostensibly and you can plant potatoes at home for free. You, yeah, you can. That's true. You I can, go out in my yard all the time. You can abandon your friends for no money at all. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm with you. We've been saying for a long time we want smaller experiences on the store. I think the difference between something like this and Batman is that Batman has a sort of narrative conclusion sure. to it. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you finished it yet, but oh, yeah. it's. It, I won't spoil anything. Yeah. It tells a story, and that story ends. Well, I also and, think... Sorry. Yeah. Oh. I also think it nails the you becoming Batman yes. better than the... Spider- like, the Spider-Man one, I was... the 
controllers weren't actually getting it correctly. And then suddenly I was just Spider-Man. Whereas uh-huh. like they make you put on the, the cowl and each glove and you take the belt. And like it, there's so many parts of it mm-hmm. as Batman. And I remember pl- playing it at E3 and I'm like, I'm Batman. Like, yeah, 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 totally. It, like everyone thing. has like a stupid grin on their face. Yeah. This feels yeah. like a demo you would have gotten with like PlayStation Magazine back in yes, the day. Yeah. Yeah. And you would have been like, oh, well, I, I understand why they cut that off because there's a 20 hour version of that game yeah. coming out this fall. And it's like, no, nope, like Tony Hawk was just the warehouse yeah. level. And you're like, well, <laughs> that's I mean, it. Also, key difference with Arkham, aside from it being a full price game, is yeah. that they had those assets already. Yeah. Like they had, I mean, and I, same deal with like, with kind of with Battlefront. They have like, they have the guts of it. And I, I kind of, it kind of makes me want, like, oh, like, can Insomniac do something like this for to go along with Spider Man? Totally. Just to be like, hey, like, let's screw around with that. You know, mm-hmm. maybe yeah. it's just a, it's just a little bit around P- whatever Peter's apartment is. Yeah, that'd be yeah. cool. You get um, out of there. Yeah. Weird. Weird. No, Weirdo. he's not a child in this. In the Insomniac, he's a man. You can wander around. I want to go talk to Aunt May if you know what I'm talking about. No, she's probably So does everyone in one. that movie. I want to go talk to Aunt May if you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. <laughs> I know what you're talking about. You want to have sex with Bruce? All right, so on, make grandkids for Goldie. <laughs> on the subject of PSVR, uh, we did Brapid Fire. We hopped over to our Facebook group, which is facebook.com slash group slash podcast beyond. Groups.com. Don't say that. Don't do that. Uh, Dusty Ricketts. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Asks, what do you think the chances of Star Wars Battlefront 2 getting PSVR support, and what would you like that to be? High and pod racing. Not high as in, like, what? high. I think there's a high chance. Get high in a pod racer? I think yeah. there's a good chance that it's going to have PSVR support, and I would like pod racing. You want, we can shut the lights off in here, and this can be one of those, like, crime reveal shows where you <laughs> hey, admit <Martin>. things. <laughs> Pot racing. Pot racing. There we go. Yeah, Thank pot you. racing. There you go. Yeah, yeah I, I think pot racing would be cool. Episode blunt. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, yeah. All right. Any uh, other Star Wars thing? Yeah, <laughs> no, that's I it. That's all. No, I think honestly, so, yeah. yeah, like the um the the whole segment they had for for first Battlefront was very like I I mean you you were flying the thing, you were in the X-wing, it was cool, you're controlling it. I think I don't think they need that. I feel like this the speeder bike stuff. I, I just had, I was going to say I just want speeder bikes. Speeder bikes and yeah. pod racers, that's it. Just take some iconic vehicles and like throw me in there like me, or maybe, you know. Like whatever hell's going on with those uh in episode 8 in the in the trailer with those like the paint planet where like all the paints flying up behind you or whatever Ooh, it is or like the weird colored crate. Yeah, it's like yeah, paint, it was the paint, paint planet. Yeah. yeah, it looked like it was paint. Crate. Like it's paint. like dust. It's, oh, it, it looked like one of those like where people go on the you do the marathon, but they throw the chalk at you. Yeah, just yeah, like it, that. the color run planet. <laughs> okay, <laughs> yeah, just the like that. Platoon planet. Uh, yeah. No, that that being said, we haven't heard anything about that. Uh, I I'm hoping like they're able to justify creating something like that because they didn't sell the last one. Sure. So it would be specifically based on download numbers. It did, um, and I'm sure you know Criterion and EA could actually look at. How many people interacted with it? How many people sure. downloaded yeah. it? How many people finished it? Um, it was only a few minutes, so if you didn't finish it, like what happened? But uh, <laughs> maybe you got sick. Yeah, how'd you get distracted? You literally had blinded blinders on. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you just uh, check your phone. Well, going back to what we're saying about Spider-Man: Homecoming, maybe they make a VR thing using assets from within Battlefront Two, and it's rolled into the cost of Episode Eight's marketing budget or something. Yeah, and it's yeah. a free yeah. download for people with VR, but it's also like. You know, it looks like Battlefront, but it doesn't require you to own the game. I don't, I don't know how that works. Or but, yeah. Luke's mm-hmm. weird rock, rock island that he lives on. Uh, this yeah. next question is a weird one. I think hopefully we'll have some answers for it. Jonathan Valdez asks: A couple months ago, I said I was playing Symphony of the Night, but didn't like the feeling of going back through. Sorry, Symphony of the Night, but didn't like the feeling of going back and forth through areas. But love the gameplay. I asked for suggestions for things similar, and you guys gave uh, me a bunch of suggestions that fit the. Th- that fit the things I didn't like about the game. So what are some games that play like Symphony of the Night without the feeling of being lost? So let me break the this one down. Castlevania show? Y- yeah, yes, that's true. It's fairly <laughs> linear. <laughs> Effectively, he's looking for a action platformer Castlevania, Metroidvania game that has little emphasis on backtracking and sort of... It's not a Metroidvania. It's like a yeah. core tenet right. of Metroidvania. So, so I'm trying yeah. to think. Oh, you're thinking... What I was thinking was platformer? like Super Castlevania 4. 
or the original yeah. Castlevanias. Um, I think he's specifically looking for like action platforming games. It's a weird question. I got kind of lost in this one because to me, the backtracking um, is one of my favorite parts of those games. But he didn't like it. So. And like the best ones, like, uh, like Guacamelee and yeah. you know Symphony Ori, of Super Metroid, yeah. Ori. About, that all um, has backtracking. What about Bionic Commando Rearmed? Is that a backtracking or is that like Ooh, that's, that's kind of an more, action platform? It's I think you got more, like a whip shaped thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah I, I think that's more level. I think that's more linear. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, well, I was thinking yeah. Shadow Complex, but that also yeah, that's yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, floor. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Just, I would say Shovel Knight is a good oh, yeah. one. Shovel Knight doesn't have a ton of backtracking, yeah. really, um, yeah. if not much at all. And there's between all the campaigns there, there's like three different campaigns that you can jump into. And they have one more coming. Yeah, and one yeah. more coming. Um, That's they, insane that that game still has stuff coming. It's yeah. so crazy. Yeah. They signed some like amazing deal with the devil. Yeah. To Those the Kickstarter have to campaign. keep it. Yeah. 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 That's it. They pro- they promise and they're delivering. Yeah. So, it's so interesting awesome. to see what they do next. Yeah. yeah. Yacht Club's awesome. Yeah. Um, Let's see, what else? This is a tough one. Like, I would say the Contra games, like, classic games like Castle Crashers are really fun. Yeah. Uh, in terms of, like, action games that are a lot more linear. Um, I'm trying to think. They're, like... Yeah, know. I'm playing a game right now called Mighty Gunvolt Burst that I really like. Okay. Like, the Mega Man ones are like that. Yeah. And even that has mild Metroidvania elements where, like, you collect something, you go back, play the level again, you're like, I can get that one up now. Yeah. You yeah. know, I jump was, on that dog's head. There was a game uh came out a couple of years ago, and it was called Dust and Elysian Tale. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, the one that yeah. was, like, all yeah. hand-drawn. I'm pretty sure, like, one dude did the whole thing. It has, like, a leans aesthetically a little bit towards furries yeah i wasn't crazy about a lot of it, but the furries. combat and the exploration i think are wonderful it's on yeah. it's on ios and i believe android if oh, really? you want if you oh, want to look oh, at oh, that. interesting what about those assassin's creed chronicles yeah like they're kind of they're not super great yeah. but they're also like they're not metroidvania either they're kind of mm-hmm. like 2d puzzles it's funny games. though all of the best yeah. games we've named are the metroidvania ones yeah, yeah. Like i mean Symphony like, the night and guacamelee and yeah. super metroid they all come back to that sort of core tenant of you collect uh, an item that lets you go back and explore an area that you haven't been to yet and i don't know yeah. i love that kind of stuff yeah yeah if not you basically just want to look up a list of the best action platforming games and go from yeah. there if you want something a little more run and gun or you want something that's a little more beat em up yeah. You know, yeah, and it's also, a, uh, oh, uh, Double Dragon Neon. That's a don't talk, don't talk to Mitch about that one. I don't which one. Oh, yeah, he gave it a 3.5 or whatever. Yeah, I didn't like that game. I didn't like Double I Dragon mean, 4 either. It's like a kind of goofy beat em up type thing. Mm-hmm. Um, Beautiful Joe, that's my jam. Yeah. Oh my god, mm-hmm. yes, yeah, I'm also, you can play get that. Get a GameCube and play Beautiful yeah. Joe. It's yeah. on PS2 uh, also. Oh, yeah, Duke yeah. Nukem Manhattan Project. Like, I'm trying to think of stuff. I don't know what's available on like Vita or you know, PS4. Yeah, so. Uh, Alex Ball asks, with Spider-Man Homecoming being a success lately, I thought I would pose a question about the Spider-Man video game. With it being said that Spider-Man will be, quote, several times larger than Sunset Overdrive, what do you think a good size for an open-world Spider-Man game should be? Should it be Witcher 3 or Horizon Zero Dawn size and Naughty Dog explore everything in a kind of funnel linear path or something different? Personally, I would love a do-what-you-want-from-the-start-after-a-little-tutorial area like idea like Horizon Beyond. Yeah. I thought this was a really interesting question. Um, if they went block-for-block block based on Manhattan... Uh, if you've seen the movie, there's a lot of time spent in Queens and other outer boroughs there where they go into the suburbs and stuff like that. I don't spoil anything. But like a block-for-block block recreation of Manhattan would be a huge, huge place yeah. to run around. But the difference between Spider-Man and pretty much any other open-world game is that when you get to the ground, you can't actually do all the things you would want to do because you can't just walk into like a store and be like, hey, it's me, Spider-Man. I want to buy some new clothes. Oh, man. Do you guys sell Spider-Man clothes? No? Yeah. Like you'd have to land, yeah. go in like a phone booth or whatever he does to hide, or, you know, glue his backpack to the wall and then become a teenager yeah. again. Yeah. So you're missing, you you miss that connection. Yeah. You know, so it's like when you look at like a like a GTA game where you can go anywhere in the city, you go into different shops and stuff like that. 
the infamous games, which like kind of close off a lot of the city in ter- in terms of doors you can go into. Um, this is a weird one because like you would want a really big city and you want a lot of places to go into, but Spider Man is by nature a character who disguises himself yeah. from the public. Yeah. I kind of like the idea of him starting in like or starting. I mean, I know we're also talking about a thirty year old Spider Man who's going to be living in Manhattan properly, but it'd be yeah. really cool to have kind of Queens as like a tutorial like starter area. Yeah. And then you branch out. Like maybe you, I don't know, buy a bus pass or get some tr- like new skill lets you slingshot across the bridge or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But like <laughs> I don't know. Skill. Like a bus in pass. terms of yeah, in terms of the scale of a game, yeah. I think yeah. I think Horizon was too big. Like I think it was that that game was just like yeah. it's a really big game. Yeah. I would uh, in terms of how the game is designed, I would love if it sort of takes a cue again, we uh, on every show we bring up Zelda. I'm sorry. But just in the way Zelda is, you can go wherever you want, and you can t- uh, handle the divine beasts in whatever order you want. It'd be cool if each neighborhood had its own different, like distinct storyline and ultimate bad guy at the end of it. And you could do them whenever you want. You can get halfway through the Mysterio one and move on to the Rhino one. That's avoid a, the that's West a great Village. idea. Yeah, just yeah. avoid the West Village. But yeah, I think uh, when we saw it at E3, like the extended behind closed doors, which was the same demo, just played slightly mm-hmm. different. They talked about how it is Manhattan. You are like on Manhattan Island. It's not going to be out in Queens yeah. and Brooklyn. Uh, but it, and it won't be a one for one street by street recreation. Because that would be a bad video game. Yeah, yeah. but they will. I, they're like it's a grid. Yeah, it's boring. Yeah. <laughs> they will be hitting obviously all the major landmarks, and I think they will be trying to structure it in the general direction of New York. And I, I think you can make that. I mean, Spider Man Two proved you can do a recreation enough of Manhattan. That was yeah, fun fifteen years ago. Yeah, so there is like a basis for a good. You Manhattan. Think there'll be a Statue of Liberty? I was going to ask. You think there'll be like the Avengers Tower? Oh, totally. I mean, cool. We don't know because like how? Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah, how does that like, hold into the, the movie yeah, one? It's not, yeah, it, I don't yeah. think it's gonna be Stark Tower proper. I think it might, yeah. we might see like the Avengers Mansion or something. Because the old yeah. Spider-Man games didn't have that. Because that wasn't right. really a thing that mm. they wrote. No, in. No, it was the Avengers were. But right. Yeah. Right. It depends how much they want to dip into both the rest of Spider-Man lore and the rest of just the Marvel. That's universe. a really good. That's yeah. a really good question. I hope there's because just a place called Rhino Tower. That's where Rhino lives. Yeah, that's kind of on the nose yeah. or the horn. All right. I feel like there won't be only because there's the Avengers project going with Square. Yeah. And that would be. A separate, yeah. You probably wouldn't want to confuse people necessarily, yeah. but yeah. I also think people are smart enough that if there's an Avengers nod, they know it doesn't mean that game. Sure. I bring this game up every now and then, but I really like the uh, the Godfather video game. Mm-hmm. Because, did you? Yeah, yeah it, was, it was really cool. Um, they had basically crime gangs that took over different areas in the city. You crime could, gangs. You could take. O- you could go like families would basically have dynasties in different regions yeah. of the city, and you would. And you can't do this in Spider Man. Maybe in reverse, but you could go in and extort local businessmen by like basically. Every every store in the game you could walk into, so it'd be like you a barber shop, stuff, yeah. and you just come in, you throw a guy against the wall, you start punching him in the face, and you're like, "I want two hundred dollars a week, or I'll kill your family." And they'd be like, "Oh God, all right, thanks." And then so you do that to like five uh, buildings on one block, and they'd be like, "Hey, dude, you run this block now." And you do that to like ten blocks in a row, they'd be like, "You have this whole neighborhood, and that crime family's really pissed off at you." Yeah. And so like, imagine doing that in reverse, like. You know, somebody like Shocker is like, I have this whole, I have like the out, outer, you know, like Upper East Side or something like that. Yeah. And you go up there, it's a weird neighborhood for him. Yeah. But you go up there and you like take <laughs> yeah. over every day. Yeah. And it's like, oh, I've won this back now. It's peaceful. Like yeah. you might get some crimes pop up here and Scorpion there. Scorpion just loves Lincoln Square and he's yeah. there all the time. Yeah. I know I could see it easily. I mean, not to, uh, there have been a lot of comparisons to Arkham, obviously, but I think in sort of the Arkham uh, city and asylum sense of yeah. like, this villain is this region. And yeah. the, for the lower level street criminals, that's a good way to integrate them. Yes, yeah. totally. It's pretty cool. Uh, yeah, if you're dying for an open world game set in New York with Marvel superheroes, Lego Marvel superheroes is it's super good. Yeah. And yeah. it's like, super fun it's also wonderful because it's all Lego. So it's kind of like, it's all cute and it's all kind of scaled down, but there's still like, there's still like New York landmarks. And then there's, you know, the Stark Tower. And then there's like, you go like 10 minutes outside of like New York and there's just 
the X-Men mansion. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. the juggernauts like running around outside. And you're like, what are you doing, dude? Get out of here. Get <laughs> off that lawn. Um, yeah, that's the show. That's Woo. it. We did it all. Um, you can find us all on Twitter. I'm Max Scoville. Brian is Agent Bizzle. Hell are you? J.M. Dornbush. J.M. Dornbush. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds like a like a law firm or something. It's close. Or like a men's clothing. Like Joss. That's what I come from. Yeah. Lawyers and men's clothing. Men's clothing. Clothes. I can yeah. tell you're wearing men's clothing right you're now. You're going to like the way man. you sue people in our clothes. <laughs> <laughs> and Marty is, of course, <laughs> Mick Biggity with two G's and two T's. Uh, head on over to our Facebook group. It's facebook.com slash group slash podcast beyond. Groups.com. Uh, groups.com. Yes, that's, that's the one. Uh, and, of course, uh, hit up our YouTube. It's youtube.com slash IGN beyond. Uh, and make some friends over there. Make some friends on the internet. What could go wrong? Murder. Anyway, uh, we'll be back next week with more fun for you guys. And uh, yeah, that's it. Good- goodbye. You have to say beyond. 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 Stop it. Beyond. What does feminism mean to you? During Women's History Month, come explore feminism and how it's playing out in real life with season two of Thread the Needle, a monthly podcast. I'm your host, Donna Schill. I use my background in journalism and draw on women's life experiences to add to the conversation on topics that matter to fellow feminists like you. Now in its second season, listen to new episodes each month as we explore finding yourself through divorce, battling call-out culture, questioning our ideas about masculinity, and discovering why girls' confidence plummets in their preteens. Guests include Stephanie Kuntz, historian and author of Marriage, a History, April White, author of Divorce Colony, and Loretta Ross, professor on white supremacy and call-out culture at Smith College. Listen to Thread the Needle on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.